Shut up, Jackson. What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 38 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about... We're back at it again, Sam. Two of the most disappointing teams in the NFL. Those would be the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars. I am one of your hosts, Oscar Barkas. I'm your other host, Sam McFadden. Oscar, it has... It's just... It's just disappointing. It's just very disappointing right now. I... I'm more upset than I have been in the last number of weeks, for sure. Yeah, a 40-14 to 14 loss to the Lions is pretty tough, no matter which way you shake it. They scored on every single drive. Well, they are one of the best offenses in the league. Oh, I also, I don't know if this is there's any credence to this. I haven't actually looked, but I did read somewhere that the Jaguars have the second most expensive defense in the league. I don't know if that's true or not. I really hope it's not. <laughs> I can't see how that's possible because outside of the linebacker you signed this offseason, like, I, I can't think of any big contracts. Can you? I mean, Aluakun is one. Josh Allen is another. Oh, is he on his second contract? Um, hold on, I just pulled up defensive spending. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are number seven. Number seven. Not great. And you're not that nearly that good. No. Uh, before we really get this that is rolling, not- I would like to apologize for my sound quality to everyone listening later. Um, I am in the car on the way to Arkansas, and my truck is loud on the highway. Yep. But that's okay. We power through because we're the best damn podcast. In the business. In the business, all right? Uh, Anyway. What questions? You got one for me, Sammy? I do, but you should go first. Okay, I will. Um, big topic on Texans Twitter this week has been, well, there have been a lot, but the, one of the biggest ones has been, is Nick Casario someone that is worth keeping around? And so my question to you is, how long does the general manager have before it's like, okay, you're, you need to go? Um, obviously it depends on the situation, but like in the Texans situation, if there's not meaningful improvement within two or three years, like there's no reason they should be around. Um, now what, this is Casario's second year? His first full year, he's been given two drafts. Okay. So two years, I'm counting two years. He had two drafts. Um, yeah, I mean, I would be very concerned if I were the Texans fans, because, I mean, what what meaningful progress have you guys made? Zero. None. And I know everyone's waiting to get a franchise quarterback in there, but there's a lot of other issues on this team, too. I mean, yep. you know, and besides, and you guys have drafted, I mean, the last draft you had pretty well. You got a couple of really good rookies in there. 
but I mean, he's drafted I don't, fine. He is. I don't think you guys have gotten that much closer to being good. No, and like you and, said, a lot of that is a quarterback. Yeah, but but also a quarterback's not going to remedy all the issues. Like, even if you draft the right guy at quarterback, there's a number of other hurdles before the Texans get to a point where they're contending. Sure is. And at some point, the leash has to there has to be a leash on that. And so the gauntlet I would throw for Nick Casero is if there's not meaningful improvement next year, or reasons for opt like serious reasons for optimism, you know, I'm thinking about moving on. Oh, next year for sure. Uh, a lot of Texans fans have said if we're cleaning house anyway, why not just toss him out too which is fair okay do you want him back um because i think my biggest qualm he's drafted fine free agents haven't been great but no one wanted to play in houston the last couple years anyway my biggest qualm with him has been coaching searches because it seems like he prioritizes having a big role in the organization and I mean, there's been times where he's talked about wanting to have involvement on game day, like in, in play calling. And not that many coaches are going to be up for that. And no, the best ones certainly are. And that's why we've ended up with David Coley and Lovey Smith in the last two years, is coaches come in and interview and they don't like it. Hey, I'm a Coley fan. I'm a Coley fan. No. Fury's still out on Levinson. No, it is not. He will not be the Texans head coach next year. They're going back to Coley. That's my prediction. Oh, God. We're just going to switch off between David Coley and Levy Smith every year for the next decade. Well, uh, if that's the case, this podcast will go on for eternity. Oh, okay. So my quick question is... Lamar Jackson got injured this past week. He did. Tyler Huntley came in. He's their backup. And the Baltimore Ravens have their backup set up. To, I mean, they're not Lamar Jackson, but kind of play that similar offensive, like the similar offense, similar skill set. Tyler Huntley can certainly run the ball, that whole thing. They have some congruency between the offense with Lamar Jackson and without him, right? That's kind of the idea. Right. My question to you is this. I, what do you think is more valuable? Having a guy come in that's le- that is worse, objectively worse, and try to perform the same offense, or have another guy, and it's, this is much more difficult to do, or have a guy that's very different and have a different offense to a certain extent, to at least try and capitalize on the fact, while Lamar Jackson's out, on the fact that maybe defenses don't know what to expect from this game. I think that's a really interesting debate, and I I do think I'm side with the latter. Um, And that was the whole, like, the Saints, for the longest time with Drew Brees, had Taysom Hill as their reserve quarterback. When Brees was out, Taysom came in, and that's a completely different offense. 
I think it's a lot harder to do when your offense is built on the ground and, like, so, so run heavy like the Ravens are to have a pocket passer come in because that's how you differentiate. Yeah. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I – the, the argument is, like, it's hard to have two offenses and have everyone be on board and know what they're doing and all that good stuff. But, I don't know, these guys are professionals. And I hold them to a standard of they should be able to know what they're doing. And I don't know. I I just... They're, they're moving forward with Tyler Hunt for the next two to three weeks without Lamar Jackson. They are and in, that. and in that span of time, they play the Steelers, they play the Browns, and they pay, and they play the uh, let's see, they play who do they play? Oh, they play the Falcons. All three of those teams, not that great. Yeah, they should win all three of those games. They are supposed to win all three of those games, and I'm not going to be surprised if they go two and one or one and two even. Those three games, yeah, because they've been the Ravens have been in close games almost every single week, play down to their opponents, and now they're trying to do the same offense with the worst quarterback. Right. I don't know. I just don't know that it makes a ton of sense. Yeah my my biggest qualm with the Ravens, and I think we've talked about it on this podcast, has been that the Greg Roman offense is successful to a point. And they've never gotten past that point. And I think when right. you have a talent like Lamar at quarterback, you should be able to adapt a lot more, grow the offense a lot more than they have. Um, and that, again, that ties into this discussion. Sure. If they were to have someone different than Lamar come in, I don't think that Greg Roman's going to be able to adapt the offense to, to that quarterback style. And I think that's a good barometer of the fact that you have an offensive coordinator that just simply is good enough at his job. I think yeah. we both agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, we can go and hop into the rest of the news. There isn't a ton of news outside of the football world for us. The, uh, the FIFA World Cup is going on right now. Our uh, our USA team got got beat by the Netherlands, and they are out of the game. But you know what? That's okay. I don't know if you watched it, Oscar, but the Morocco game was pretty incredible. Um, they're only the, they're the, only the fourth African team all time to make it this far in the FIFA World Cup, which is awesome. Uh, and the first one since 2010 when Senegal did it. Um, and uh, and then Luis Suarez was a. Uh, in their words, a devil, and uh, that infamous handball happened. I don't know if you remember that game, but I, I certainly do. Um, so I think uh, I think I speak for most of the world when I say if I'm not from one of the other uh, other seven teams, I'm rooting for Morocco. I am, man. Not, not a whole lot going on. We had some injuries this week, Lamar being one of the biggest ones. I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit when we get to the, Jackson, to the Jags, but Trevor Lawrence had what looked really uh, – injury that looked really scary, but uh, ended up not being nearly – second half. Ended up not being nearly as bad as uh, as people thought it would be. Um, 
but uh, nothing, nothing, nothing super major. Uh, Bob so Miller. Oh. It was announced that he did, in fact, tear his ACL a couple weeks ago. He was injured, and it was sort of up in the air as to what was wrong. Um, he's done for the season. Aaron Donald is set to miss his second straight game, and if I had to guess, they're shutting him down for the rest of the season since that's what they've done with Cup and Stafford. Right. And the Rams, um, they did just pick up Baker Mayfield. And so I actually have a theory based off of this. Um, And I think they picked him up because, well, first of all, why not? But also... I think that we could see a Andrew Luck-esque departure by Matthew Stafford this off. Dude, I think you're right. The tires, and I think the Rams are kind of kind of see it coming a little bit and are trying to at least get a guy in there who say what you want about May- Baker Mayfield two, three, two years ago he was asking for $230 million, and there were a lot of people debating about whether he or not he should get paid them. He was seen as uh, a top 15 quarterback at minimum. Yeah, so so it makes a lot of sense for the Rams. If they are worried at all about Stafford retiring, um, making a move like this. He's certainly better than John Wolford. Yeah. But I really I really do kind of think that Stafford might be retiring this offseason. He got his championship. He's not... He's not aged to retirement yet, but he certainly could. Um, yeah. Uh, really quick, Jackson just pointed out it was Ghana, not Senegal. Um, ah, important yeah, clarification. Yeah. But, yes, same same idea. Cool to see an African team advance to the group of eight. Um, sure. I think we could see a bit of an exodus from the Rams in general. I mean, Sean McVay has talked about how, the, how he almost retired. Aaron Donald almost retired. Dude, Aaron Donald sent the Rams in the NFL letter saying he was retiring, and the Rams intercepted the letter to the NFL and told him that they wanted him to stick around for another year. Which, like, how does that work? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. How don't that works. Know. Uh, I'm sad for him because if he was truly done, last year would have been the hell of a way to go out on top. And if he's actually done after this offseason, it's going to be a lot sadder. Um, Yeah, Stafford, not only did he have the degenerative elbow, like the pitcher's elbow injury that he had prior to the season, um, Some are talking about the concussion that he suffered, which is what's been keeping him out the last couple weeks, as another potentially career-ending, because it affected his spine. So with two of those, he's made plenty of money, is going down, and probably a Hall of Fame quarterback, and won a Super Bowl. Like He may be done. I think you're right. be very interesting this offseason to see. Um, but with that, I think that's most of our news. Um, oh, and I know you guys were all wondering. The San Antonio Spurs are deep within the throes of the race for Victor Wimbanyama. We are terrible. Yeah, it's, it's shameless at this point. <laughs> yeah, we are taking out our players if they're playing good. 
and I believe we've won one out of the last 16 or 17 games. So sure It was against the Bucks too. It was the Bucks without Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton or Giannis. It was against so, the Bucks. Pretty, pretty tough to watch. But, you know, it would be pretty incredible if we got that guy. Um, with that, I guess we can hop yeah, in. Yeah, there have been some. Um, I'll start us off with a couple of thoughts about the Jaguars. It was a pretty pitiful game. Um, not a single stop by the defense, which we pay a lot of money to, which we have a lot of, which we're supposed to have a good amount of talent on. And we just couldn't get them off. And granted, the Lions are one of the better offenses in the league, but the Lions are, we should have beat them. That's great. And we lost in spectacular fashion. Um, that, that being said, we are an important point at the season for the Jaguars where we are not going to make the playoffs. This yeah, season. it effectively ended the playoff hopes. This season, a, uh, for the most part now, is just about seeing improvement from the guys we have. And um, so wins and losses don't really matter that much. Um, unless we're talking about draft. Okay. Um, the biggest thing is guys staying healthy, looking at Trevor Lawrence, good utilization and good capitalization on, on that utilization. Um, that also, like, it, this is a pretty shitty game all around from the game. Um, yeah. There wasn't a lot not of great things. Uh, not one that you take a whole lot of notes from. No, the biggest thing is that Trevor Lawrence isn't, didn't suffer some career, or not career, uh, season-ending injury. Um, and frankly, I'm I'm cool to uh, just throw this one away. Just not even think yeah, um, I I will say it has been interesting, and I've been reminded recently that Trayvon Walker might be the least talked about first round pick of all time in a long time um, for sure. Um, and like, there's a reason for that. He hasn't been spectacular. He's been very fine. He hasn't played every game. He's missed some time. But there's reasons for that, and I'm certainly not out on him. I'm still very optimistic, but the thing that worries me the most is, like, the Jaguars, they are, they love to just fuck everything up. <laughs> and we saw it at the trade deadline, there were talks about us trading Josh Allen. And I'm just worried that people get restless in Jacksonville, and just start making, just start doing stupid shit to jumble up the roster. When I think our best course of action is to just put our heads down, do the draft, and see what we got for the next couple. Of years. Yeah, the the Jags at this point, you have your quarterback, so it should just be about adding. You should not want to take away any of the main pieces. Certainly not a extremely young, extremely talented edge rusher. <laughs> that if yeah. we traded, we would get you know pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Anyway, that's really all I have for the Jaguars right now. I'm I'm ready to move on to next week. I'm ready to play the Titans. 
And, and you know, see a better defensive outing is the biggest. And just kind of toss this one in the back near the end of that. Yeah, I Trevor obviously after the injury looked a little limited, so then the offense was not as dynamic as it usually is. But the defense can't give up forty points to any team. Oh, absolutely. And not even one stop. Not even one. Yeah. Absolutely um embarrassing. Unacceptable. Uh but let's talk. I have one last thought. Speaking to that Trevor injury, I sort of thought when he went down that it was going to be a bad one. It looked like he really screwed up his knee. And my mind immediately flashed to the Joe Burrow injury his rookie year. Went down. The Bengals lost every game for the rest of the year and then drafted Jamar Chase fifth overall. And I thought, you know, Trevor going down with injury is pretty much worst case, but I could definitely see a similar scenario for the Jaguars. Obviously, he's fine, so that is not what's going to happen. But I did see a a parallel there. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. If we drafted that high, though, it'd be a defensive player. the only defense with us. But, uh, I mean, a high draft pick. Ain't, no, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it wouldn't be the worst thing. I I think the Jags with Trevor though are too good to end up anywhere past like ten. Yeah, yeah, we'll be hovering. We'll be hovering somewhere in the um, eight to fourteen range of the draft is where we're going to end up. Which is a sweet range. Not bad. There's good players. Michael Parsons. Sure was. Texans. Obviously, we did not beat the Browns as I was hoping, and I, I proclaimed I thought was possible on the last podcast. Um, Deshaun Watson looked horrible. We we played very well on defense, uh, but we gave up two Browns defensive touchdowns and a punt return touchdown, and you're just not going to win a game where that happens. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they didn't, you're right, they didn't score a single offensive touchdown on any sort and on any drive, but when you give up three touchdowns to your defense and special teams, it's pretty hard to win a game then. Especially when your offense is the worst in the league, maybe besides the Broncos, uh, it's pretty right. it's pretty debatable at this point, though, which is sad. Um, we are moving back to Davis Mills this week. I don't know if you saw that. I did. Uh, I did. We're playing the Cowboys, so it doesn't matter at all. But I do think. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What was the point of benching Davis Mills? Zero. Zero. There was. This is what I was saying last week, man. I, like, we, we've both been saying this for since it happened. We knew what was going to happen with Kyle Allen, and if they're not, if they're going to switch right back, I, I don't get it. I think that maybe I, you know, this is my best guess. Davis played way better after he was benched for Tyrod for a couple weeks last year. And so maybe they're thinking, like, 
he was in way too over his head. Give him a quick reset. Uh, but we're still going to lose every game. And might as well see your younger player. Like Kyle Allen is not going to be on the Texans next year. I mean, Davis Mills is going to move forward as the backup of the Texans. I would. Yeah, so you'd like to have him play as much game action as possible, but right. It's the Texans. Uh, So yeah, the defense looked good actually. Jalen Petrie looks like a monster. He had 14 tackles, a tackle for loss, and picked Deshaun in the red zone. Um, so that made me very happy. <laughs> Not much other positive to say about anything. We were the only AFC South team to not lose by 25-plus points this week. Which is, you know, in and of itself a, a dub. I will give that to you. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Um, Jamie on Pierce. 18 carries, 73 yards. That's four a carry, just about. Um, not terrible, yeah. but it was against the Browns, which I think we both agree is, at the very least, one of the worst rushing defense teams in the league. Yeah. This is... Three, I would, four I would personally have a bit of a disappointing time. This is three in a row. Is this giving you any pause on Damian Pierce, or do you think it's just the, the Texans are terrible? And yeah, it, I I go the latter. I said this last week. Teams know that we're not going to throw a ball anywhere close to effectively, so they're putting eight and sometimes nine people in the box. Uh, Damian hasn't looked as explosive, but when you're getting hit in the backfield every play, it is kind of hard to do that. I said it last week. I think moving forward, we're almost certainly drafting Bryce Young number one overall. So having having a quarterback that is competent at the bare yeah. minimum is going to help a lot. Uh, we will also be upgrading at the center and right guard positions this offseason and should have a, a top half at the bare minimum yeah. offensive line next year. And both those things are going to help a lot. Um, but the Offensive Rookie of the Year ticket that I have been excited about holding is not looking too hot. It is, it's taken a hit for sure. Um, I would probably say Chris Olave is probably the front runner right now. Yeah, him and Garrett Wilson. But honestly, yeah. Has Gary Wilson done enough? Like, I feel like Chris Olave has been way more. He's been way more consistent. Uh, for sure. But I think that those two are comfortably past maybe on now. Not a whole lot to say for the rest of the season. Right. I mean, it's. This podcast might get a little repetitive, a little boring as far as the Texans are, and Jaguars are concerned. Um, as we get closer and closer and we and it starts to crystallize what picks we're going to have for sure, um, it'll be we'll be able to talk about who like what we're looking for, players, stuff like that. Um, 
but until then, I mean, this is this is the part of the season where it really starts to wear on you just how bad of a team we <laughs> how bad of teams we're fans of. Um, so just bear with us on this one. It, <laughs> and then, yeah, sorry to everyone. We're going to skip pickups yeah. with my service. Uh, but fantasy, we've got one more week until the playoffs. And Sam, you're sitting pretty high up there. So give me your thoughts. I'm um, fourth, I think, in our standings right, right you're, now. You're locked and into a playoff spot. I am. I am. Um, and there's, you know, there's a, I mean, I think playoffs are pretty much locked in. What? I think we know the six teams that are going to be in it. One through five are locked. I don't, I don't. Well, yeah. Tamplin, Tamplin and the, in uh, Chase and Victor, that's the big one. Yeah. What happens there. Um, and honestly, uh, I'm going to go with Tamplin. Tamplin's been hot the last couple of weeks. I think he's going to make it in. So I think that's our, that's our sixth spot. Um, Chase Kinney's not going to be too happy listening to that. <laughs> no, I, I don't think he is. Um, but I think the I think the standings are pretty much set. I, I I'm pretty positive that the one and two spot are going to stay the same. Alec being one, Josh being two. Um, and I mean, this is what it's all about, right? We we play to win championships, not to make it, not to make the playoffs. Um, so. I know that I, me and, and a couple of the teams have made a lot of moves to try and make our teams as good as possible. And um, I think I think people would look at my season and it's a little controversial because I've thrown basically my entire next year at this year to try and give myself the best chance of winning. Sure has. And, you know, it, it's the reasoning behind it is the same thing I just said. We played to try and win championships. Uh, making it to the class, making it to the championship, mean literally nothing. So, yeah, no I'd rather that. You should always play for the best chance at winning, winning one, um, as you can get. What I will say is, right now is when, uh, when all the all the chips are put down on the table. I think that, um, I I genuinely think that five of the six playoff teams could win the title. I completely agree. Um, and you know what? Anything is possible. I mean, I I scored like 80, 90 points last week. I the scoring this the scoring this season has been super weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, been a weird fantasy football year. It's been a really weird season in that, like, I don't think there's a single team in this league that has that doesn't have at least one, if not multiple, like eighty Stinkers. points. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, uh, Ben has traded away all of his good players, but he's had multiple forty-point weeks, which I don't think has ever happened in the league before. Nope, nope. Um, and yeah, so it's gonna be interesting. If we're talking about my team specifically, though, the big storyline right now, moving forward, going into the playoffs, is Lamar Jackson's my quarterback. He's yep. out for an indeterminate amount of time. And I, uh, Jimmy G was my backup. He's also injured. So I'm going to have to figure out my quarterback. Sheesh. I did not realize uh, that. Yeah. So I don't, um, I don't know what I'm going to do, but, um, Mike this, White out there. this is why, this is exactly why, um, you try and put as many good pieces on your team as possible. Um, injuries happen to everyone who plays fantasy. Um, it's up to you whether you want to bitch and moan about injuries, 
Um, I personally get a little, a little annoyed when people do it, so I will not do it myself. Um, your team can, you're like you, if you have a good fantasy team, you can overcome an injury or two, and that's the plan for me. Yeah, I think I, uh, your team is feel, up there for sure in terms. Yeah, of talent, I, I feel so. I feel all right. I feel all right. I'm not. I'm certainly not. Um, I think we'll be fine. And Lamar could be back in a, in a couple of weeks. So, what it, what it, maybe I will throw my gun. Although, although, there is a certain level of, uh, like, if I could somehow win the championship with Mike White being my starting quarterback or something like that, or, or I don't know, who is, who's another available guy? Uh, Brock Purdy. Oh, God. Something like that being my starting quarterback. Um, that would be that would beautiful. Be, that would be pretty incredible. But hopefully Lamar comes back. That would be ideal. Um, yeah, you gave your spiel last week about why teams, why people should root for you, and I, I completely agree. I will say, if uh, yeah, Chase and Victor make it out, because I spoke to Chase earlier and he gave me the whole rundown. He's ahead of Tamplin by five points. I actually had to break to him the bad news in our league. Yep. The five and six seeds are determined based on points. He thought that he could just win and be in. Uh, but he's ahead of Tampa by five points. Yep. He's projected more this week. Not that projections mean anything. Uh, but, yeah, if, if Chase and Victor make it in, I'll also be rooting for them. Um, but, yeah, it's been, it's been a super weird year for fantasy. Uh, but playoff time is, is when it gets fun anyway. Oh, for sure. so. Just a reminder, though. I, I know I did the spiel last week. just want to put it back out there again. Let's look at the playoff landscape here. Alec, does anyone want that guy to win? No, no way. He has, he has title. Josh, no way. No way. <laughs> He's here, too. He gets to hear it this week. Yeah, no way. Jackson, no freaking way. We're not rooting for those guys. Come on. Wyatt Caldwell. No one wants to see that guy win again. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I uh, I gave my, you know, shot at trying to make the playoffs last minute, and I, I, I ran everybody through it on the pod, I think, but I did. It has blown up completely in my face. <laughs> it's gotten super poorly. <laughs> <laughs> it has gone incredibly poorly. And I, I threw away some draft picks to do it, so I'm, I'm feeling bad. But uh, I think this is my first year ever missing the playoffs. So, and, you know, kind of fun. Um, it's possibly worse in the Dynasty League. Um, Oscar is our highest scorer in the Dynasty League by a pretty good amount. Well, no, Wyatt's right there. But he's the highest scorer, and he's currently sitting in seven. Yeah, I'm not gonna make the playoffs in Dynasty. I don't think. Yeah, so it's been know. a it's been a really really shitty year for fantasy football for me, um, and yeah. it's been a really shitty year in all of my real sports also. So it's <laughs> here's the deal: Oscar has to win his game this week in our Dynasty League to make the playoffs, which is possible. But uh, if he wins it, he's in. Um, even if I do, but no, 
I'm not I'm not holding out hope for a whole lot. It's hey, I you know, I can't complain too much. I've been very successful in our main league. Um I yeah. knew that Oh, you'll get in a I knew that this me. was gonna be a down year anyway, but it's been it's been worse than I could have even imagined. So uh rooting for my co host in in the real league. Yeah, I'll bring him. A, I'll bring him. Uh, hopefully, I bring him another title for our yeah. podcast. Add to the add to the dynasty. <laughs> the trophy case. Yeah, we'll see. I got to win a lot of games to get that far. We'll see. Yep. Uh, I but I think that's all we got right now. Yeah, super short podcast. I'm, I'm again sorry to everyone. I didn't know if my service would hold up to do the pickums. Um. But thank you to those who have sat through what I'm sure is an awful car set. Yeah, yeah. No worries. But, um, you know, thank you guys for coming out. Um, we'll, we'll most likely have a pod next week for you guys. If we don't, though, we're getting into Christmas time. Um, hope all our listeners, the people, you know, and are getting ready to have a place to place to call home, place in, a, in a, their family around them for this holiday season. Um, but just it's a good time. It's a good time to remind all of our listeners. I know I talk about this a lot, but um, the holidays are a really wonderful time for people who have loved ones in their life. And um, I think it's pretty safe to say that everyone at least knows someone who isn't going to be near family during the holidays. And um, the holidays can also be some of the worst times for people who are going through a lot of struggles in their life. Um, so I say this a lot, but make sure you're reaching out to the people that you care about in your life. Um, and if you need to talk to someone, make sure you re- make sure you, uh, make the effort to do it because it's totally good. Um, but other than that, guys, just enjoy your time. Um, and, uh, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Thank you, Sammy, for being a great co-host as always. Yeah. Thank you to the listeners as always for coming in and hating yourselves with us. We will see you next week.